Blog Talk Radio. Folks, how we doing? Welcome back. Welcome to the Coast to Coast show. We're back live here. We got Andy Kimball here, and uh, Lloyd Booker is going to be joining us here on the East Coast. How's everybody doing? How are we doing today? And uh, let's see if we can get Lloyd on here. And uh, Lloyd, you with us? Yeah, I'm right here, buddy. What's up, man? All right. How are you doing? I'm okay. Home slice, home skill. You just broke up a little bit. Say again. I said everything good. I'm all right. Home skillet. Good. All right. Yeah, we're we're doing well here in California. A lot to talk about today. We have a special guest joining us a bit later on, and um, uh, let's dive right into today's news. I mean, there's just so much to talk about. You kind of wonder where we should begin here. Um, mm-hmm. I want to I want to start with where we kind of left off yesterday with. Uh, well, let's just play it, and then we'll continue. Let's start with uh, with uh, with what Rachel Maddow had to say. Then we're going to continue on with some guest interviews here. But uh, let's let's uh, hear this from yesterday. I okay. want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now. We say this and go to the window, anything. open it, and stick your head out and yell, "I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore." I want you to get up. If you are Donald Trump, if you are a businessman with failing properties, uh, a lot of them that lose a lot of money, but you now have the powers of the country's highest office at your disposal, well, sure, call up your hand-picked ambassador and tell him that what he needs to do as your ambassador is he needs to get the British government to get the British Open moved to your golf tournament, uh, moved to your golf club, which is losing money. I mean... What's the point of rewarding one of your biggest campaign fundraisers with this sweet ambassador gig in London if he can't use the ambassadorship? He can't use his job as a U.S. ambassador to try to drum up business for you and the kids. The president has been trying to get away with stuff like this throughout the time that he has been in office. Yes. Unbelievable. True. Here in America. And he did this with with the – with with Ukraine, you know, and nobody bought it, you know, and, and here he is doing it again. And as we spoke yesterday, we'll continue. Um, it's, it's remarkable how we just sit back and, and watch and let this stuff slide and and just kind of, you know, maybe shrug our shoulders and move on as, as a country. And I think what we're starting to see here as a country is we are starting to, this is my take anyway, that we're starting to come together as, as a unit and mobilize this and, and calling calling it what it is. Um, and, uh, and maybe I don't know if it's because we're closer to the election now and more people are speaking up, but what's your take? Uh, okay. Uh, good, uh, good point. Now, do you, uh, let's be honest. Do you really think there's a two part question? Do you really think he's, uh, he's, he's actually trying to get away with this and that we're saying something about it or the second part of the question is, we're so apathetic and 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 just 
bludgeoned and mesmerized by the virus and and the riots in the state of our country that we we don't give a damn that that we're just letting things just letting things go, including what he has said and some of the things that he has done and what he's about to do. What I think is his true what he has spent his career, his entire career, his entire life, is within the real estate organization, the, the Trump organization. And no matter how you slice it or dice it, I, I believe that his interests, I mean, there will be a time, whether it's four years from now, hopefully not, or, or in a few months from now, hopefully so, that he's going to go back to running his real estate business. And and I think what he has is his be, his interest is his kids, his family, his empire, his money, his income, and he's using the office of the presidency to to bring, you know, the British Open, a major, major golfing event to his Scotland, his his resort there, um, and I think it's all about him. You know, I, he doesn't. I wholeheartedly, right? I wholeheartedly agree with what you just said, and the other part of that is that people are letting him do it, and he and, and let's be honest going to do that. It's going to get done. Yeah. And and nobody will say anything about it. As a matter of fact, I think if he sees that he has no chance of winning in November, uh, I, I, I think the land is already laid for him to make a transition back to what you just said. And that's not real estate. He is a robber baron. That's all it was because the stuff that he did in Atlantic City would just uh, uh, raping and pillaging and plundering that city into the depths of of, of uh, bankruptcy and what have you with his with his casinos. As a matter of fact, one of them has been sold. I don't know if they're going to bulldoze the other one down. Uh, it was supposed to, uh, to actually uh, uh, make that city revibrant. That's the term that I'm going to use. Make it come back. But now, I with everything else. Including also this other, uh, some of the stuff that he's gotten into, and this new situation between Russia, China, and also uh, this golf thing, he probably figures, listen, I'm gonna get what I can get out of this thing while I'm here. That's it. Yeah. And yeah. with everybody else. Yeah, I think you know when when he was um, in a in a previous career, um, I had a. a public relations advertising graphic design business and we did work for the Trump Hotel Casino in the 80s when it was being during construction some of the graphic design the, the sizzle material brochures signage I forget you know I'm going back to the 80s um, mm-hmm. and uh, he he stiffed us on invoices like we, you know the invoice from for, for $4,200 he'd pay 3100 and you go to accounts payable and they go back and forth and squabble and say this and that even though this work was, was loved was signed off on quality was good he signed all the roughs before it was ever made to final right to get approval and and then right. uh, and then what would happen is, is my company and this um, you know it's been again I'm going to the 80s right but um, mm-hmm. we were members of an organization called the Graphic Arts Association like a professional trade group and part of your membership and one of the benefits is they do initial credit collections for you at no cost as part of your membership right. and and so we would turn more stuff about trump over to the folks there and there's one guy who's responsible for this and every time we call him with the trump he said hey do you want me to just put it to legal or do you or do you want to stand in line what you know come on and, and later on i mean fast forward i was at a trade event 
and ran into somebody I knew who was formerly employed with Trump and then went to work for one of the Philadelphia big ad agencies at the time. I think it was Waitman um, or Callis and Rice. I forget which one. But anyway, so I told him about, you know, I knew him from when he worked at Trump in, in the finance department. And he told me that he had a whole floor of, of, a, of payable clerks and receivables. I mean, if you can imagine it, casino is a huge operation. And they were told from the top without being specific in names, they were told, hey, Listen, drag these mom-and-pop businesses, the smaller companies uh, that are just providing uh, per-project services for us. Drag them out. We'll pay them. We'll get them something. But the money is better off spent in my account making interest than, you know, than it is paying them. And what are they going to do? Sue us? They're going to sue Trump? If we owe them 4000 we pay them 3000 They're going to sue Trump for 1000 bucks. Are they going to be glad to get our next project we give them? Of course they're going to get our next project. And, and that's, and that's, that's exactly how it works. What he- Right, and that's exactly what he did. You're not the only one because it had came out in the in the paper, like you had uh, in the media, like you had mentioned. There was a line of creditors mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. there, and not only uh, not only Atlantic City, New York, and anywhere where his properties were that were lining up. And what he was doing is he was using the government because that, that he he even said that he was using the government to get from out of. Uh, to, to get from out of paying the creditors back through uh, uh, bankruptcy, Chapter Eleven, or whatever it was, and it and it was it, it was when you think about it, it was actually legal, but because of the type of, of of money he supposedly had, he was not supposed to take advantage of that stuff. But hold on a minute, I, and I'm gonna make a, a draw a line here because the same thing that he's doing is actually being done now with money that was supposed to go to the major cities in this country for the coronavirus uh, uh, pandemic, billions of dollars. And his buddies, his people actually chopped, because I I was talking to a friend of mine, they chopped off their cheese way before anybody else got, before it came down the line. And now you have situations, and I'm going to go right straight to this. In the paper, Governor Murphy, Phil Murphy of New Jersey, called Congressional Republicans Emerging Economic Relief Plan a slap in the face, saying that his state is confronting its worst its worst fiscal crisis since the Great Depression, and that the latest proposal in Washington would do nothing to address the state's coronavirus-inflicted $10 billion budget hole. And see, all that money that... that they had talked. They, they had talked about in the beginning of the year that was supposed to be going for relief and what have you. Mm-hmm, they didn't mm-hmm. get it, and why? Because they, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, put out a list of companies that had taken stuff off the top. It's skimming. That's all it is, and they're yeah, still doing yeah. this thing. Our tax money. Yeah, it's uh, un- unbelievable. The uh, I want to I want to continue on with this. Uh, um, you know, getting back to to Trump's who he is as a you know, and focusing on his business interests as opposed to the interests mm-hmm. of this of the country. You know, 140,000 people have now died. More dying. We're reaching a thousand people dying a day. Um, you know, the demonstrations. Well, there's so much we're, we're going to continue talking about all this, but let's continue with what this uh, with Woody Johnson One, it would be sending a signal to the British government that um, the chief emissary of the U.S. government is willing to engage in in venal and possibly illegal behavior on behalf of the president. 
Uh, and secondly, for the simple reason that having compromised himself this way, uh, the risk he takes is that if there's a difficult situation, a tough meeting he has to have, a demand he needs to make in the future, uh, his hosts can say to him, well, you know, gee, Mr. Ambassador, remember uh, when you made that suggestion about the golf course a few months ago? So it's just something that as uh, Norm Eisen, who's a, 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 an, an expert on government ethics and also served as an ambassador under President Barack Obama, uh, said in our article, um, it's really diplomatic malpractice, and it just puts uh, any diplomat, and particularly an ambassador, into an almost impossible position in terms of his standing and his credibility with the host government. So true, and that was... Um you know, the author of the New York Times article, um, and, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the UK, in London. Um, and as I'm going to continue with this. I'm going to continue with this story. We're not going to stop here. And I think that's why, uh, in the case of Lewis Lukens, uh, he was very blunt with the ambassador, according to our reporting. Uh, he basically warned the ambassador not to do this. He said it would be uh, a misuse of his position. It would be a breach of diplomatic protocol. It would be possibly illegal. So Lukens, uh, you know, left no doubt that he thought this was a terrible idea. And, and from what we know in our reporting, um, Ambassador Johnson was also not you know, thrilled to be asked to do this. I think he understood the position he was being put in, but interestingly, he concluded, uh, for whatever reason, he didn't speak to us about it, uh, that he had no choice but to go ahead and make this, you know, very unorthodox request. Now, Lewis Lukens made, made this request, right? And he was um, then, um, he... Uh, you know, he went, well, he was fired. He was fired for raising a stick about it. And, and here's what, uh, we're going to just move along with the storyline. Lou Lugans okay. gave a speech uh, at an English university um, in which he mentioned a trip President Obama had made to Senegal uh, during the time that Lugans was the ambassador there. And he told an anecdote uh, that was mildly positive about President Obama. Uh, and what we are told is that Ambassador Johnson uh, got wind of this speech uh, and summoned uh, Mr. Lugans uh, to uh, meet him and said, uh, you're done here. So um, it was also um, the, the the sort of cardinal sin he made of of saying something nice about uh, a president who um, was his former boss and who he hosted as U.S. ambassador in Senegal. Uh, that was the actual event that got him forced out of his job. But certainly uh, a series of other things, including this particular episode, uh, had built up tension between Lukens and uh, the ambassador. So we touched upon that uh, briefly yesterday. <clears throat> uh, so Lukens, uh, A, rose A, uh, his eyebrows, so to speak, about the uh, unethicalness of of Trump going to the British government and saying, bring me the British Open to my personal golf, to my business's golf resort in Scotland. And also you heard him about giving the, 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 spe the speech in Senegal when he was you know, talking about something positive about o Obama. It got him fired. You know what? What kind of what kind of country? What kind of government? Are, you know, my gosh! You know, if you don't agree with what he says, if you say something bad about him, you're done. You are not only that; you are called a loser. You are ridiculed. You are put at the you know in the trash heap. No matter what he may have said about you early on, you say something or you come across you're done. Eyebrows, you're done. You are done. And and, and and see, you would think that that was 
uh, the right thing to do. You're talking about an African-American president. You're in Africa. You're in Senegal. Mm-hmm. He is partially, uh, um, uh, he's also African. Like I said, African, and you're talking about your former boss. And so the deal is, is that what are, you, what are you supposed to do? Say something back. And he was being honest. And here, this man reared his his, his head along with his cronies, which again that was race, racist. And then got the and fired him because he said something. It wasn't a lie. He was being honest about his former boss, and he was talking in front of black people about a black president. And so what is yes. he, what is he supposed to say? Uh, you know, and and now he's gotten fired. So if anybody says anything. Well, see, when you come down between right and wrong, right and wrong, the deal is is that you're going to actually – some things take sacrifice, and you're going to lose yep. a job. I mean, come on, a job. Yeah. Yep. We're not talking about your life. We're not talking about being threatened. You're talking about a job, an ambassadorship. Who in the hell cares about, about that when you're dealing with uh, uh, situations like this? I mean – He's not doing nothing but misusing, as they said, malpractice. He's misusing the office of the presidency to enrich his own pockets and his and his supposed legacy, whatever legacy he may have. Uh, but I just, except, let me just hold that thought just for one second. Just let me just interrupt you for a second. I just got a note from our producer that uh, I haven't done this, and I apologize, folks. Join our show. It's 515-605-9888. We want to hear from you, whether you agree with us or not. And if you if you disagree, we want to talk with you about why. We, we're nice guys. We don't bite. Believe me. We just want to hear your opinion and, and talk about it and, and have an effective conversation. As long as, got, as long as they got some rational, logical argument. And, exactly. And educational and sensible. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, and this program, and, and, and as we keep saying, both Lloyd and I, you know, we stand to be corrected. You know, we, we fact check and we have folks that work, uh, we're, you know, we're gaining interns and producers now for the show who help us with this. And we fact check and we don't just go and, and spew the line of the, of the Democrats or the Republicans, as the case may be, or anybody, uh, just because that's, you know, we watch CNN or MSNBC. Um, we, we, we speak facts and things that we, we talk about, we check and make sure the reliable sources to back up what we say. So if you come on the show and we want you to come on the show with a difference in your opinion, please bring with you a credible source of where that information comes from. And, and, you know, we'll check, you know, we'll make sure. And if we stand to be corrected, believe me, believe me, we're the first people who say we apologize when we stand to be corrected, unlike some other news sources. Um, that's what we do here on the Coast to Coast show with the Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker, Ebony and Ivory show. Um, so yeah, we'll follow, we're going to follow that story. We're going to follow the story and we'll keep you posted as we are posted on it. Um, and, um, uh, let's, you know, we're going to go on to the next thing we're going to talk about here, and because there's been so much in the news and so talked about, um, is the well, a couple of things. First, we're going to talk about um, the Obama. Um, no, matter of fact, we're going to, yeah, let's talk about this. The the former Obama uh, head of Homeland Security, a guy by the name of Jay Johnson, was commenting on the uh, deploying of of contractors, let's call them troops, but they're previous contractors and some also border patrol agents that have invaded no, cities no, like no, Oregon. No, call, 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 go ahead, them go ahead. call them what I'm it is. I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to be polite. Man, listen, <laughs> the people are listening to us because we, we give them the truth, Ruth, and that's the fact, Jack. 
we're, we're as serious as a heart attack. So yes, give it to them straight. <laughs> Jack, troops, black troops. booted troops. That's what that's what they're talking about. Go ahead. Okay, here's Jay Johnson, former head of Homeland Security under the Obama administration and also uh, counsel to the uh, Protective Services. Here we go. Short answer, no. I don't believe people are overreacting to what is going on in Portland. So the object of all of this, so far as I've been able to figure out, is the Hatfield Federal Courthouse in downtown Portland and an adjacent federal building. Forces of DHS that have been deployed to the scene are first the Federal Protection Service, which is a component of DHS. It reports directly to the secretary, and its core mission is the protection of civilian federal buildings across the country. Uh, Interestingly, most members of the Federal Protection Service are actually private contractors. Uh, And then in addition Hmm. to that, what the acting secretary has done is is to also deploy uh, components of immigration customs enforcement and customs border protection uh, that are specially trained for special operations. They do wear camouflage, uh, but they're supposed to wear emblems, patches that indicate that they are federal law enforcement. Now, the problems with doing this. Uh, Problem number one, I do not understand how a federal law enforcement officer can arrest someone, put them in a government vehicle, take them away without probable cause. I do not understand that. Problem number two, if the mayor and the governor and the entire congressional delegation of the state are saying, don't come here, I'd have to stop and ask exactly what I am doing. Uh, Problem number three, and you made reference to this, uh, would deploying such a force heavily armed in camouflaged gear, like what you see right now on the screen, uh, if you deploy them, is it uh, going to inflame tensions? Is it going to be unduly provocative? and make the situation worse, not better. And problem number four, and I used to talk to DHS component leadership all the time, let's not engage in controversial one-offs that will have the ability to undermine and compromise our core missions uh, across the Homeland Security uh, Department. And so I I see a number of problems with this, and I think people should be upset. It, It does... Rachel Smack of uh, a political tone to it in an election year, uh, the Richard Nixon 1968 Law and Order playbook on steroids. And of course, folks, that was an excerpt from the Rachel Maddow show, and that was uh, Jay Johnson, the former head of Homeland Security, and we took that that, that little uh, audio uh, bite from there. So, um, yes. Uh, we're, um, you know, we, we we've addressed what he what he just spoke of, what Jay Johnson just spoke of. We we've addressed yeah. that on, hold on. on our show. Hold, right, hold on a second. I was talking to someone the other day, and for those that are listening, uh, remember or have chose to forgotten. Notice I said chose to forgotten, or uh, just haven't have forgotten. The deal is when he was talking about 1968 and 69 in Chicago at that particular time during uh, during the 60s, and it wasn't that long ago, there was the uh, riots uh, in and around the country involving the election, that whole uh, 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 electoral process with Nixon, because Nixon ran on what was termed the law and order type thing, and we all know what would happen with that because in Chicago – they killed a bunch of Black Panthers. 
uh, there was also the Kent State uh, massacre. What, if you listen to exactly what that gentleman was saying with those points, those are the same type of phrases that are used in the armed forces. This country, what we're doing, this is not civil unrest. Let's call it exactly what it is because some people are dying. This is civil war. This is actually civil war. And, and the deployment of those forces, let's, put them, let's say what it is, those forces, their Department of Human Services, their camouflage. No, let's call it what it is, the deployment of those forces in major cities. They're letting people know that if you get out of hand with anything, Regardless of whether you think it's the protest or what have you, this is America, land of the free and home of the brave. The yep. deal is you cannot speak. You cannot protest unless they're – because you're going to have something done to you. So they're letting people know. And in, in, in both cases, Philadelphia, he's also, going, he's also mentioned about Chicago, the same thing. Yep. Those, I might add – those. Political. Wait a minute. Those political said that they did not request them. They did not request that. You know that Washington is is is. But again, like you mentioned, and here's the tie-in. He will do what he wants, just like he wants to do with that golf course over in Scotland. And he told people. He said, if you don't get it together, he told the governors, if you don't get it together, I'm coming in there. Yep. Yep. We have a couple of things I want to say real quick before we take a go to the phone lines here. And, we're, and, and thanks for hanging in there, our, our callers. We have a bunch, the board's lit up. The board's lit up from all over the country, I think, over the world here. We're going to take your calls. Uh, but before we say that, I need to add one thing before we do. And that is, uh, I don't know if this is breaking news, but it is news on the Coast to Coast show that we're going to say now that, and you said you just brought this up, Lloyd. Philadelphia, District Attorney's Office has said, and I, will make, I want to put a huge period at the end of this. If one of these federal, whatever you want to call them, these troops, arrest, take somebody without probable cause, shoots a rubber bullet at them, that federal official will be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. That person in camouflage will be taken away and jailed and prosecuted if they try to take anybody, any citizen of the state of Pennsylvania, into one of their SUVs and taken away without probable cause if they are set found shooting rubber bullets at peaceful demonstrators, they will be arrested by the city of Philadelphia police. They will be jailed and they will be prosecuted. So that being said, let's go on to our callers and uh, let's go right here. You're on, you are on the coast of coast. Who do we have here? Hello. Caller, speak up. You there? Hello, hello. Okay, okay, let's go to the next line. I'm sorry, call us back, call us back. Uh, the number is 515-605-9888. Let's take the next phone line. Welcome to the Coast to Coast Show. You are on this program with Andy Kimball Lloyd Booker. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, it'll be helpful if you can't, yeah. It'll be you're helpful on the if show. you mention you... the area code. <laughs> it will be helpful if you mention the area code. Of the people who may be coming on the air, I did not press one to get on the air, so I'm going to put myself on mute. Capiche? So, okay. 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 That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hello. Okay. Yeah. I guess he just wanted to listen. Uh, get the next call. That's fine. Next call coming in here. Okay. Hello. Well, you're on the Coast to Coast show. Hello. 
Hello? Okay. I, uh, maybe something's wrong with the with the system. We'll talk to our intern, but keep going. And that's it for right now. Hello, hello. We now we got somebody. Okay, we'll All right. hang up. All right. Okay. All right. I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, we, there's a couple calls that came on the screen that were very static and you couldn't hear anything. So we're going to ask those folks to call back at five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. And uh, if we're having technical issues here, I apologize for that. But please do try to chime in again. We have some calls on the line that are coming through fine, so our phone lines should be operating okay. There might be some kind of internet issues. I don't really know. But anyway, um, so and one 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 quick thing too for those that are listening to us at the moment uh let's explain uh, who we are and what we do uh i am lloyd booker i am a producer uh actor artist musician the whole bit have worked with uh people such as george clooney samuel l jackson bernie mac m night Shyamalan, uh bruce willis and others i presently have for those that are listening including the young man that wanted to just stay on and listen uh, I have a movie that's out now called Hollywood, W-O-U-L-D, with Eric Roberts and also Tori Hart and myself. You can actually go on that on all platforms and look at it. I think it's on Amazon as well as uh, Comcast and several others. And we'll have a couple other flicks coming out uh, uh, this year. Yeah, yeah for those, uh, especially – we have we have a lot a big contingency of listeners in the Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York area, and and Lloyd is very well known in those areas as an actor, and uh, he's done commercials and you know done theater productions, and he's um, you know it's great great to see and um, great great to be in partnership him with Lloyd uh, on this Coast to Coast show. And our producer just sent us a note that says. Uh, for me to remind you, and I'm sorry for not doing this. We tried. We do try. Uh, if you are driving and you want to get on the show, make sure that you pull over because all the background noise. That's probably what I'm hearing for these callers. The background noise prevents your your voice call from coming through to the show. So uh, I want to and I thank our um, you know I want to thank our producers for reminding me to tell you all that. That if you're driving, do call five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. And um, a pullover, so we can hear you. We'd love to have you on the show. Here's a caller right here. Hold on one minute. Hello, welcome to the Coast to Coast Show. You are on live with Andy and Lloyd. Are you there? All right. We seem to have a little bit of a problem here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm uh, anybody there? Hello, hello. I guess not. I don't know. You know, okay. sometimes you just. Uh, I don't. I, I. You know. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, I want to talk about before we move on here. I got to do one, one, one quick uh, 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 word because uh, I got to tell you something, folks. In September, I went up to my friends in Pasadena that operate uh, or they work at a Tesla store, and I had the opportunity to look at the Tesla. I made an appointment to test drive one. And within two weeks, I ordered a Tesla Model 3 with full self-drive, all-wheel drive, 320-mile range, does everything but feed you. I got to tell you something. Um, I got to tell you something. This is the most, the finest 
automobile I have ever owned. It reinvents the experience of car ownership and driving experience. And if you haven't yet driven a Tesla vehicle, you owe it to yourself. Even if you're not going to buy one, you've got to go see what all the buzz is about. Go ahead and test drive a Tesla Model 3 or, or maybe a Model Y if you're into the hatchback, need more space. Um, the Model 3, it's about 15 cubic square feet of storage space, which actually is, is, is a lot when you, when you configure it correctly. The Model Y is a slightly larger version of the Model 3 with, with 60 cubic feet of storage space and does all the same, uh, um, has all the same benefits and features of the Model 3. But anyway, I just wanted to drop that uh, a couple words in about our friends up in Pasadena uh, at, at Tesla because I'm become such a fan and I'm a regular contributor to the Tesla um, owners group on Facebook as well. So, um, yes. So enough about Tesla. I just want to get that word in now onto our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I want to move on and talk about um, the also widely uh, discussed uh, Chris Wallace interview with Donald Trump. Let's start with this. Can you give a direct answer? You will accept the election? I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. No, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. And Biden wants to fund the funding. Sir, sure, he does not. Did you read the charter that he agreed to? It says to nothing about the funding. Oh, the really? It says abolish. It says fund. Let's go. All right. Well, give me, you, give you, me the charter, please. All right. But when you talk about mortality rates, I think it's the opposite. I think we have one of the lowest mortality it's rates in the sir. world. We, well, we, we're we, have a, a we had 900 deaths on a single day we will this, take a look. this week ready I, you, you can Could check you it please out please get me the mortality rate oh my god words <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't even half understand uh, understand that whole thing they sound like two you know two two brats two kids sitting there you did it no you did it you're it no you it uh, and 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 over top of one another and these are this is the president of the united states and, yeah, and and a, and, and a top line reporter, and he just wouldn't let him. You know, it's it's yep. it's, 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 crazy. it's crazy. And Chris Wallace, we remind folks, is with the uh, with Trump News Network. I'm, I'm excuse me, I mean the Fox News Network, and um, it was a great interview. And you can watch the entire interview uh, on YouTube. Just check out the Chris Wallace interview with Donald Trump, and just uh, you know. And those that don't know who Chris Wallace is, he's Mike Wallace's son. Mike Wallace, what was it, NBC? 60 Minutes. uh, uh, 60 Minutes, yeah, CBS. Yeah, uh, uh, top line for for generations. I mean, as far back as the the, the 60s, all the way through the 70s, he's he's Mike Wallace's son. So, yeah. Let's go to the phone lines here. Let's go to the phone lines. We have a caller. Greetings. You are are live on Coast to Coast. Do you hear us? Hey, how you doing? Uh, this was a familiar voice. Yeah, loud and clear. Hey, this is a very Cornell, what's up? I just want to tell you, I want to keep it short because I got, you know, some business to take care. I'm very busy. Um, you're doing a great job. And Andy and Roy, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I sincerely appreciate the love, brother. And nothing but love. And uh, be safe. Be safe. Be careful. Be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Be safe. Thank you again. Thanks for your call. Much appreciated. And you're coming in loud and clear. So thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. Okay, great. No. All right. Let's go to, uh, let's go some more of that Trump interview. Fox News used to be, you know, who's safe space. But Chris Wallace made him face a couple of facts. Facts in a wide ranging interview this weekend. Take a look. 
Can you give a direct answer? You will accept the election? I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. No, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. And Biden wants to fund, defund no, the police. Sir, he does not. Did you read the charter that he agreed to? It says to nothing about defunding the oh, police. Oh, really? It says abolish. You got to love it. You got to love it. You gotta, and, 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 you know, Biden never, ever, ever said he's going to defund and take away money from police departments. Now, here's the ad that Trump is running now. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to play the ad. I'm going to summarize what the ad says. The ad says that if Biden is elected, you will call the police and there will be no one there to answer your 911 call. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh because it's 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 disgusting. It's so misleading. It's so far from the truth. It, it, but how can you not laugh at? It? I mean, who who does he think we are? What does he think the intelligence level is of this of the people of this of this democracy? I, you gotta. Well, there is know. none. They voted for him. There is none. And, yes. and, and he could he could care less. Uh, what happened to uh, – were we supposed to have a special guest, uh, uh, Jazz, uh, pro- uh, Professor Marcel Bellinger? Did did he get through? Uh, hello? Are you there? Hello? 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 Yes. Yeah. You're on Coast to Coast. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're just fine. Uh, uh, my, my name is Fernando Reyes. Hey, Fernando, thanks we're, for calling the show. How are you doing? Where are you calling I'm from? I'm, I'm I'm from Philly. Oh, wow, good. you know this is this is phenomenal. Tell me, Fernando, uh, tell us what your thoughts are. If you've been listening in on the show, what are your comments? What are your what are your what's your what you're thinking? Um, a sense of pride, especially when you guys talked about the whole when you mentioned the breaking news about the news coming in about Alpha Duck in Pennsylvania that if they have any agents coming in that they're going to be arrested on site. They're trying to antagonize or, or shoot over bullets at people who are protesting, and um, yeah. it's, a, it's a sense of pride that they're gonna that they're gonna take and they're gonna stand up for the people's freedom here in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania. So I, I it, I'm grateful, and I'm also have like a sense of pride for that too. I still have family members. I still have family members who, who protest too. And the last thing I would need is to hear something like that in the news or, or a phone call about something like that happening, you know? Yes, Fernando, well, I appreciate you commenting. And let me just, for the benefit of our listeners who are just joining us, uh, what Fernando was pertaining, you know, talking about was the announcement today from the District Attorney's Office of the City of Philadelphia that should any federal officer in those camouflage uh, uniforms we've been with no ID on them that we've been all seeing on television news, if any of them were to shoot any citizen of the state of Pennsylvania with a rubber bullet, if they were to abduct them and put them in one of their SUVs and take them away, that off that person, I'm not going to call them an officer, that individual will be arrested, jailed, and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law in the city of Philadelphia. And you got to, you know, man, I'll tell you, goosebumps, goosebumps. Love it. Love it. Thank Hold you very much. Thank you for your call. We, we, we appreciate it. And stay tuned to the show and feel free to call in as often as you'd like, okay? Yes. No, yes. no problem. Thank you. Please. Yes, thank you. And, yes, uh, we'd love to hear more from you. We appreciate that. And be safe right. out there, you, your family, and friends that are protesting. Hey, you're live on the Coast to Coast. Who's this? Well, we keep getting somebody trying to get through. It might be, 
might be an international call, and I'm not really sure. But anyway, um, okay. so the number again well, is five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. Five one five six zero five nine eight eight eight. The line is working fine. Everything is going well here. We're moving along with the show. We are expecting a special guest to call in. Marcel is going to, but he is not with us yet. He is not here yet. Uh, we'll we'll keep seeing if we can uh, if we can reach out to uh, Marcel and get him on the show because he's supposed to be coming in right up, right about now. Actually, right right about now. So. You know, but um, he, he might be he might be laying down some uh, 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 some um, some tunes and some songs on. Uh, he's working on a soundtrack. Uh, I, I think uh, I think what he told me is he's working on something from uh, a piece called Big Bear the Wedding, which is actually out in uh, out in California. It's a comedy, but during the time that uh, we're waiting for him, we can bring up a couple of the topics. I think what we're going to, some of the people that we're going to have in the, uh, in the upcoming shows, and 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 if if we get a call, just make it, just run right through me, just intervene, we'll put him on. But I wanted to say, uh, to say this. I appreciate that young man calling, and everybody, please call. Listen to my voice, 515-605. Nine eight 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 triple eight. That's it. Is that the is that the right number, right, Andy? Yes, 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 yes. All right, yep. all right. You, now you got one uh, one thing, right quick. We're going to probably have on here pretty soon a Philly craft beer company that is making a beer with a purpose, racial justice. It is called Black is Beautiful, and the name of the company by Weathered Soul, uh, Weathered Souls Brewing Company, a black-owned brewery in San Antonio, Texas, with the intention of bringing more awareness to <clears throat> excuse me, uh, to the ills of social injustice. And we might have the actual owners to come on here uh, and actually talk about their, uh, their, uh, their, their beer. Brothers Richard and I think you pronounce the other gentleman, his other brother, Mengensu uh, Kalor, with the mm-hmm. uh, with the black and beautiful beer. And so we might have them on to talk about their uh, their beer and some of the other things that they're doing, and maybe even later on, an interview uh, from uh, Booker's Restaurant in uh, in Philadelphia, wait, is that, Pennsylvania. Wait, is that book, wait, book? Is that your place? Is that your restaurant there? Let's just leave it at that at the moment. <laughs> hey, you know, I got I to gotta plug one more thing real quick. Our friends over in Philadelphia at WIP, the Angelo Cataldi Morning Show, Lloyd Booker, who's obviously a co-host on Coast to Coast, is a regular guest on that show over at WIP. We might even be having some of their folks on our show and vice versa as we move ahead here. So, um, yeah, yeah, thank, yeah. You, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and, I forgot and to mention that. I forgot to mention that earlier. They're, they're, they're friends of ours, and, and I, you know, want to plug them when we can. We have. I, I'm gonna try this. I want to try this call here real quick again. I'm not sure what this is. Let's try it again. Hold on a second. Okay. And sorry about the technical difficulties, folks. But let's see if this works. Hello, you're on Coast to Coast Live with Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker. Can you hear us? Okay. Something's wrong. <clears throat> what? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, all I can say is you know, the lines are working fine. We tested them. Everything's good on our end. 515 605 
And uh, if you're trying to get through the show, please, we have some open lines here and uh, try to get through. We'll get you on the air and love to have a conversation with you. Um, so, uh, uh, Lloyd, one thing I wanted to bring up here, I'm just going down my list here. And I hate just to sound like we're scattering around, but we know we're, we're, we're bringing these. Oh, here we wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I getting a call here? Let's try this one. Let's try this one more time. Hold on. Hold on. This number's coming in twice. Let's try it again. Hello, you're on the Coast to Coast Show live with Andy Kimball and Lloyd Booker. Can you hear us okay? Okay. Some, All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right. What? Anyway, what was, I was going to say something. We're, we're moving from subject to subject here, and there's so much to cover in the brief hour we have. Um and uh, oh, okay. I just, got, I, I just got a note. We have some callers that are calling in to monitor the show, that are loving the show, that are appreciative and think we're doing a great job. Well, thank you. That just want to listen, and and we don't need to buzz them into the show. So uh, I got it now. So um, one guy's laughing hysterically because we keep trying to talk to him, and he doesn't want to talk. He just wants to listen. So thank you, thank you, dude. Thank you. Thanks for being a friend of the show. And um, and I won't keep hanging up on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, I know we're we're covering a lot of turf here, and um, we that's what we want to do. But we also want to encourage conversation about the the subjects that we go over and the things that we talk about here on the uh, Ebony and Ivy perspective is are, are things that affect all of us um, you know, on the international scope and the national scope. Oh, speaking of international scope, I want to uh, thank uh, our producer for getting some folks involved in, and I'll talk about more of our producer. I keep talking about producer without naming him, and I will do that. Uh, we let the suspense roll. But anyway, we now have uh, an affiliate, an assistant helping us in the UK and London. And I looked at the map of our international audience, which is growing, and the numbers are, are increasing in the UK. And I want to thank you and welcome all you UK listeners uh, aboard our show. And there will be a period of time, probably starting in August, where we're going to be looking at the BBC and taking some of their audio clips and playing them on our show as well. Okay. Yes. Hold on a minute. Yeah, there we go. He called. Uh, I got a call right here. Go ahead, hit it. Hey, good evening, gentlemen. I've been on the, I've been trying to call you since eight twenty-two. You My know goodness. what? We, yeah, we'll, we're we're going to get this straight. But uh, this is for those of you that are listening, and we will have him on again, uh, maybe even tomorrow or, or Monday with uh, uh, with us. But this is Professor. Marcel Bellinger from Temple University. He also teaches at the Clef Club, mm-hmm. the world famous Clef Club, uh, a, uh, a jazz aficionado. And Marcel, thank you for being here at this particular moment. Go ahead and, and, and let the people know how you're making out. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, Andy. Hello, Lloyd. I want to thank you for having me on uh, your uh, show, Coast to Coast, this evening. And uh, hello to the world out there. And uh, thank you for listening. Um, yeah, things are going all right over here, as best as they can, given the circumstances. Give us a little um, bit of uh, give us a little bit of your background. Exactly uh, what you do, and I mean 
because I, I told a couple of the people, and, and maybe, uh, Andy, see if we can extend this just a little bit longer, because we're only on for an hour, but we're going to give this, uh, we're going to give this young man as much time as we possibly can. We can. Please. On our internet stream, we, we can go over now, and I just want to be, uh, just real quick, let me just say real quick, our, our UK affiliate and producer there, her name is Amanda, and I just want to give a shout out to Amanda and say thank you. I'm sorry, but go ahead. I just, because I mentioned about our okay, UK uh, programming there, and, and we welcome Amanda on board the Coast to Coast show in London. All right. So All how's right. it going? We have we have a lot to talk about uh, regarding music and what you're doing and, and the products you've been involved with, the people you've performed with. And, and, and go tell us something about that. Well, um, so I've, I've done a ton of performing. I've, I've, I do a lot of freelancing as a, as a trumpet player. And uh, I've, I've done some work as a, as a pianist in more recent years. Um, I've, I've played with a ton of people. Uh, some, some of those names include uh, Philadelphia's own uh, Randy Brecker uh, and uh, from California. Bre- I'm, I'm going to say something with each person that you might mention. That's the Brecker brothers? Randy Brecker? Yeah, Randy Brecker of the Brecker brothers. Okay, keep going. And um, uh, he actually lives in California, a uh, great bebop saxophone player named Charles McPherson. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a chance to share the stage with those two gentlemen uh, up at Diddy's uh, Club Coca-Cola in, in New York uh, some time ago. Um, I got to play uh, Aretha Franklin's last concert in Philadelphia. Uh-oh, uh-oh, stop, stop, stop. Uh, we, uh, let's take a couple minutes with that one. So you played with the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Uh, what was that experience like? Talk to us, brothers, and drop it on us. Well, that that experience, uh, which I'm very thankful for, I was part of a, a large group of uh, horn players who are all uh, highly respected here in the Philadelphia area, and uh, there were a lot of people uh, from Philly in in the band. But um, uh, the experience of sitting roughly ten feet from 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 Miss Franklin, uh, the, the the late Miss Franklin, it, it was it was one of the most honorable things I I, I could have done. Uh, especially after listening to her uh, as a kid and as a teenager and, and as a young man. Uh, so it, it was a very humbling experience, and I'm thankful for it. My next question for you is this. Um, you, we're we're going to have you back on again because I, I don't know what the, uh, what the situation was, but regardless of that, we got you on here now. Now, Along with with Miss Franklin, where was this concert at? Where did you play at? And was this in Philadelphia? Uh, yeah. So this this was at uh, this was at the Dell. I mean, excuse me, no, excuse me, not the Dell, the the Man Center in uh, in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, the Man Music Center, part of uh, part of Live Nation's uh, 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 concert promotions. And for those that don't know, Live Nation is the number one concert promoter on the planet, and he played at the Man Music Center, which is located at 52nd and Parkside, I think, in Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Was there anybody else? I mean, she she, she was more than enough. Um, how does she sound? How does she play? How long were you on stage with her? Uh, so we, we had uh, two sets that evening, um, and I believe it was because of um, – you know where where Miss Franklin was at, at her life stage uh, at, at that current moment. So 
she was amazing. I mean, you know, when you when you put in the time to really hone your craft, no matter how old you get, as long as you keep practicing and you keep everything together, you're gonna sound like a million dollars. And I'm gonna be honest, uh, you know, Miss Miss Franklin sounded like a, a million dollars. It, it's really awesome to to just sit there and listen to her play piano and and sing and and. It, it was just amazing. It's just amazing. Uh, my, my, and and I, I know that Andy is just sitting there with his, his mouth open. We've had John Ellison mm-hmm. on here, who's mm-hmm. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We mm-hmm. now we have you. Um, is every okay? I, I, okay. No, oh, no. is it is it is it okay if I give a quick shout out to to someone who who was responsible for me playing that last concert? You <laughs> bet. Go ahead. You bet. Uh, so there's a there's there's a drummer in in Philadelphia, very very nice man, um, great drummer too, and his his son is also a musician. But um, uh, the drummer's name his name is uh, Leon Jordan Senior, and um, he he uh, gave me a chance and you know, I, apparently I did really well. So you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that he 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 gets some credit for that because. And 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 brother Jordan, thank you. I I I I might know of him, might have run into him, but I wanted to say that just to back you up. And for those of you that are listening, this is the real deal here. We're talking about today. Uh, you can actually go to some of his stuff that is on YouTube. Marcel M A R C E L L Bellinger B E L L I N G E R. Uh, he has a ton of stuff that's on uh, on YouTube. Um, any other places where you? I mean, j- drop it like it's hot, brother. Any other places? Oh, sure, sure. sure. Um, so right now, I uh, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to release a uh, single uh, from my from my funk project. From wait, 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 hold up, dog. From your now, see, see, that's why we're gonna have you back on it. From your what project? A funk project. Okay, hold on a minute. For those of you that don't know, I'm going to repeat this again. As a professor of music at Temple, give us a little background about that because I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna drop all of this at once, and we're going to have you back. So, how long have you been there at Temple? Uh, so, I've, this this is like the start of my uh, this will be roughly around three years now. Okay. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm still kind of the one of the new guys. Uh, okay. You ain't new. No, putting it's, it's, you, also do great time. The, you also do stuff at the Clef Club, right? The world-famous Clef Club, right? Uh, yes, I do. I've been teaching there since 2012. Okay. So I've, and I've, I've, he, I've seen some raw talent come to that place. It's, it's, it's and you've also done some stuff at World Cafe in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, so for a, a decent amount of years, I, I used to run uh, a jam session there uh, where my my trio, the, the Iron Man trio, uh, which is myself, a bassist named uh, Chris Coyle, who uh, him and I went to school together, great friend of mine, great, great bassist, great human being, and um, the drummer, uh, Jeremy Sowers, another uh, great human being and a great musician. And uh, we, we had this, this gig on lockdown for about, you know, four years. And then uh, 
I guess they wanted to go another direction. But um, funny, funny thing, right after that ended, I found myself going into World Cafe a lot more because I've played with uh, several other groups that have been contracted to play there. So right. it's, it's almost like I never stopped performing there <laughs> up until uh, all this madness. Well, here, here, here's, here's the other thing. For those of you that did not know, and we will have him back, uh, do you mind coming back? Oh, sure. I'd love to. Good. Because we... Not, not only that, but when, when you come back on, let me know for a second, when you come back on, I also want to uh, give the audience a taste of what you're doing. Um, I've had the opportunity to hear some of your music, and folks, uh, i got to tell you something. What a talent. What an amazing, gifted talent. And uh, you can talk about it forever, but if you don't hear it and experience it, you will... And that's why he's on their show. You know, There's, there's tons of musicians out there um, in all levels of music, but th- we're talking to somebody now who is truly gifted, truly capable and talented and really is making a difference. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, when he comes back on, which we'll arrange your time for next week, um, is play some of his music as well and um, we'll dedicate yes. some more time yes. to that. Yes. And, and, and the thing is, for yours truly, for those of you that are listening to me, I, we actually performed. I performed with him. I've seen him play uh, hundreds of times, but I performed with him at Live Nation Susquehanna Bank. You can actually go on YouTube. And we did a rendition of Les McCann, Eddie Harris, compared to what? I tried to lend my vocals for jazz, but but this young brother had it going down with the Marcel Bellinger Quintet. Uh, But right at this particular moment, and and we're going to sign off because the deal is we want you to come back. We're going to probably set you up early next week. Um, okay. We're going we're to play some of your stuff, but at, at least this is part one of the interview with jazz aficionado of music <laughs> at Temple University. Stop laughing, bro, because this is all true. This is yeah. all true. It's all true. Professor of music at Temple, teacher at the Clef Club, Marcel Bellinger, and he plays more than one instrument as well. And he also has four bands, one including a funk band. Give us the name of the funk band right quick, because I'm going to keep right on going. And we go, we go, but give us the name of what's your funk band's name. So the funk band is called Dr. B's Groove. Ooh, Dr. B's Groove. Okay. And we're going to get into the rest, of his, uh, the rest of his repertoire. He's as bad, man. He's a bad man. He's as bad as Rick James when Rick had the Mary Jane girls in the Rick James group. Prince had, oh, Prince had Prince, and then uh, the NPG, the New Power Generation. We got Marcel Bellinger w- with one of his bands, Dr. B's Funk Groove. But listen, Andy, close us out. Take us away. Play a little bit of that network, brother, and we're going to have him on next week. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you both. Thank you. You're welcome. You there, Andy? I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! 
I want you to get up right now. Get up. Hmm. <laughs> that was messed up. 